Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldron. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldron, Jamie Fox, Chamber managing the board through crisis and prosperity as he always does. Thank you for spending a little part of your morning with us. We're brought to you, as always, by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, some of the best pet care you're going to get anywhere, folks, in the free world. Go see him on U.S. West 65 Highway North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. You're welcome to chime in on our text line, 888-993-7762-888. 993-7762, which is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union text line, of which you are uh, unlimited in making text out there. Uh, speaking of somebody that's unlimited, Jamie Fox, what's up? Well, I have been limited in the past, but uh, I'm not sure about today. Uh, I am certainly glad to share this hour with you, Terry, and our listeners as we uh, wind down again tomorrow. The Saints preseason kicks off, I believe, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll have a lot of uh, local slants. I believe Cam Robinson's still there at left tackle for the Jaguars. Last time I checked, Leonard Fournette still running the ball. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see exactly how these two teams stack up, both playoff teams last year. And uh, then, of course, we got a lot of uh, still a lot of palace intrigue there in Columbus, Ohio. So. Uh, and also, hey, what I'm really excited about is, uh, and I thought about you yesterday, uh, Coach Waltrip, is uh, I know you were so excited to see Carmelo Anthony finally uh, agree to become a Houston Rockets. So this automatically makes the Rockets a contender to the Lakers in the West. Is that is in the, or the Pacific Division? Probably the Golden State Warriors are shaking in their boots as well. Well, they tell you that the, uh, the best indicator of the future is the past. If that's the case, the Rockets won't make the playoffs because Carmelo, uh, let's just say he's had a very prolific career in terms of statistics. His wins uh, have been fewer than, uh, let's just say, uh, yeah, he hasn't won a whole lot. I, I'm not a big Carmelo fan, Jamie. Carmelo, uh, incredibly talented guy, came out the same time LeBron did, led Syracuse to a national championship, and ever since then he has been anything but uh, successful in terms of his teams. He scores a lot of points, and they lose. Uh, it's like, who was it, Dan Fouts back in the day for the old San Diego Chargers? Got with them for 900 yards in a game, and they lose by 21 points. I mean, you know, at some point, you're like, really? Does that translate into winning? So I think, if anything, the Rockets just got worse because uh, that guy, he's an older guy now. He's never guarded anybody. Uh, he's been uh, malcontented 
pretty much everywhere he's ever been. And you've got a team with Chris Paul and James, the black hole heart. Uh, yeah, good luck getting some shots off, dude. You better get them in the layup line before the game because you not might be touching the rock any other way. So, and I, look, I'm not selling the I'm buying the Lakers either. Not, not the yeah. lineup they have. I mean, they got LeBron, which is the greatest player in the world. All right, LeBron is the best player on the planet right now. All due respect to some of these other cats. But the cat, the cast of characters he has with him with the Lakers, uh, you know, he and Carmelo were boys, yet everywhere LeBron's ever went, Carmelo, strangely, has not been able to uh, to uh, to show up there. And they literally got Carmelo off the bargain basement. You know, you know when you go, like, to Academy or somewhere and they have the sales in the summer? You know, they got yeah. the signs, you know, in the store, hey, 20% off, 50%. And then they have the tables outside the store as you, like, walk means, up. We really yeah, want this to go, yeah. Yeah, and the, t- the tables are out there where, like, if somebody steals it, it's probably not that big a deal. Like, oh, no, we, it's we, we, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Carmelo was on the tables, past the tables in the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> so he was a bargain basement rate, but I think that's going to be a, uh, in my opinion, uh, I think it's going to hurt the Rockets. I don't see them being as good as they were last year. Uh, a lot of personalities in there. The Lakers are full of uh, deviant personalities, if you will. And I mean, everybody from Lance Stevenson to the crazy balls, uh, you name it. So it, it's going to be, I think, Golden State, every time they see something like that happen, uh, yeah, they break open another cocktail because uh, you can go ahead and pencil them in to be back into the finals from the West. Well, I think so, and, and I obviously think that, you know, as you indicated, this is uh, – we thought the Island of Misfits toys was in, was in Cleveland because LeBron kind of made a lot of the calls there to bring some of those uh, those stars in as well. And I think it speaks, Terry, to what you know a lot about and a lot of our, our coaches know. it. Basketball probably more so than anything relies, I guess, is the, is the term king chemistry – applicable here because you saw what happened with uh Carmen. i mean he wasn't even playing in the playoffs there in okc there at the end and, and you got harden arguably three of the best players and they can't make a dent in the playoffs with carmelo russell westbrook uh and james harden paul george yeah paul george forgot him. yeah exactly exactly so yeah i mean golden state you know <laughs> Well, I mean, you got different players, different organizations. Carmelo Anthony's been a coach killer everywhere he's went. I mean, he's absolutely destroyed coaches' careers because he's the guy that looks really good. He puts all these numbers up. They're going, how come they can't? You know, how come they can't win with it? I mean, it must be the coach's fault because he's a great player. And hey, and God bless him, he was probably the best player of the 2012 Olympic team, which Shevsky and LeBron and that group. But they had him playing. He acted engaged, he cared, and he gets to the NBA and. Uh, he just really does. Uh, speaking of such, I got one for you, Jamie. Is there ever a time, and I'll throw this out to our listeners, Texas, and let me know, 888-993-7762, Washington Valley Federal Credit Union, text line, <laughs> Richie, hashtag mellow curse. Yep. Uh, so is there ever a time you go too far and we just won't let you play anymore? I mean, you know, we talked about the Oregon State pitcher that when he was uh, either 14 or 15 years old uh, was convicted, uh, or I think he pled guilty, actually, of sexual assault of, of a minor and, you know, just really uh, sounded, went through the adjudication process, 
was soundly criticized. I mean, it's the cover of every major sports publication in America to the fact where he didn't even go to the World Series year before last, comes back this year. Vilified uh, to that. We have uh, others that uh, get charged in murder conspiracy. Uh, the materials go missing that the police were after. Uh, they go to the Hall of Fame. We have others that, uh, you know, a couple years ago, the Texas high school guys took out the referee. Remember, they you know they hit the referee sure. high and low. Well, I got a question for you. And our, your friend Chip Kelly, back into the college game at the University of California at Los Angeles, has signed a offensive lineman whose most notable hits, no pun intended, include knocking out a referee during a junior college game in 2016. Oh, hey, uh, I'm sorry, ago. USC, not, not UCLA. My fault, my fault. I thought I read that incorrectly. No, I don't no. have my glasses this morning, so you old guys can appreciate that. Yeah, he's at USC. Clay Hill no. has uh, – Clay Hill's at USC, yes. Yeah, he's agreed with uh, Bernard Shermer, who is the mm-hmm. offensive lineman, who played at Mount San Antonio College, which is a California Chico, and he knocked out the official and – and I'm quoting here – knocked him out cold with one punch, close quotes. Uh, and the guys repeatedly said, look, it was accidental. What had happened was. Uh, oh, so this was wasn't. He after the, oh, my God. He actually, he, he slugged him, knocked him out. Uh, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Please continue. And he goes, oh, look, it wasn't, it, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. But then again, he was arrested but did not face criminal charges. So may, I haven't seen the video of this. Uh, I need to look for it. If I'd like to find it and kind of give you a, a, a determination or at least my opinion. But the question begs this. At what point do you say, okay, uh, you know, that's just too much. We're, we're not going to go with that. We're going to go with something else. You you don't deserve to participate in choir, band, football, whatever. Is there a certain thing, Jamie, that's just too much? Well, um I would say murder would be one of them. Um, I would say probably, uh, and, and I do see the hypocrisy from the kid out of Oregon State, you know, not being able to pursue a professional baseball career. And we do have probably a, alleged some Hall of Famers who may have uh, committed murder, um, allegedly. So, you know, who knows? I mean, who's who's weighing sin right now? Um, I'm certainly not, but I would say this, that, yeah, I think there are degrees of, of – uh, and, and then there's there's Terry, too. There's there's people that don't seem to learn their lesson, like this Antonio Callaway kid at uh, in the Browns organization that was at Florida was given umpteen different chances before he finally – and, you know, you keep wondering – Okay, is, is this just an incorrigible situation? Is this ever going to work itself out? You, you give them what they want is, okay, I want to uh, – okay, you get them out of college. Okay, you got a pro career. They've got money now. There's no sense in being, you know, committing crimes because you've got money. And yet they do. Help me out there. Uh, I mean, give what, me a little bit more what, to go on to that. I, yeah, rephrase okay. that question. I'm not sure I understand All where right. you're going. All right, let's just say, for example, and I'm asking you to kind of actually share with the audience. I'm trying to pull this out of you, to be honest with you. You've dealt with some some kids from some really 
and it's not necessarily fault. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not labeling them, but they would tell you they've come from questionable, tough backgrounds. Okay. Sure. You, you as a coach, took it upon yourself to and, and you know take this kid into your program, try to indoctrinate them into what you're teaching, both on and off the court, hoping they get take advantage of an opportunity to get a, a, a free education. And you can't. Every time you turn around, you're getting a call from the police. Uh, they're on the the blotter. You open up the paper. There they are on the front page. Uh, and you talked to them, brought in people, tried to mentor them, had pe- brought in people to try to mentor them. Uh, at what point, how many chances does one get in this society? Depends on who you are, what you've done. I think, you're, I think, you, ju- I think you just hit the nail on the head right there. It depends on who you are. So I think, uh, I think anybody with marketable talent, uh, is going to get repeated chances. I think if you're really exceptional at, at what you do, I think uh, society or, or the the free enterprise system that we have uh, will give you multiple chances until such time that you know you your liabilities exceed uh, significantly your assets. And I'm just talking about. Let's just say, for example, oh, I'll just use O.J. Simpson as an example. Okay. There's a guy who had, regardless of how you grow up, once you make it big, so to speak, at what point do you, I mean, listen, I wanted to believe in my gut. I really did that O.J. Simpson was not guilty. I really did. This 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 is something, believe it or not, that really worked on me because he was, I really loved what he did at USC, and I was a big O.J. Simpson fan. Loved him in his commercials, everything. But he's as guilty as homemade sin. I mean, there's no, there's no question about it, and I didn't want to believe that. But let's just say you're Kansas right now. You're David Beatty, and you've won three games in three years. And you've got a chance to get – and I'm just going to use – you've got a kid, Puka Williams from Hanville, okay? You just signed him. How they get, got him into school is a miracle. Even the people in Hanville will tell you that. And I hope Puka Williams lights it up. But that's a ticking time bomb. I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't know. Maybe being in Lawrence, Kansas, being around a different atmosphere may change him. Please pray to God it does. But I don't blame David. David Beatty is about ready to lose his job. At that point, do you start, at what point do you have to cut corners, Terry? When you're, well, you I get, mean, is that you get fired question? for cheating or losing? That's yeah, the question. exactly. You yeah, get do you get fired for cheating or losing? losing? We'll expand on that more. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7, Jerry Walter, Jamie Fox, Tabor running the board. Great job this morning, Tabor, as we, uh, we got it off the ground. And running this segment brought to you by President Jimmy Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause we can all agree on. That is the Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. Hey, welcome back here to Sports Talk 97.7. The edge, Jerry Walter, Jamie Fox, Tabor running the board on this incredible day, day day of August. 2018 Wednesday. Thank you for spending a little part of your morning with us. Uh, interesting fact, Jamie Fox. 25 years ago today, 25 years ago today, the greatest team ever assembled anywhere in the world 
in any sport won the gold medal. The 1992 Dream Team with Michael Jordan, with Larry Bird, with Magic Johnson, with North Louisiana's own Carl Malone, Scottie Pippen, and a host of NBA royalty dismantled the world in the 1992 Olympic Games. 25 years ago today, my friend. How about that? That's why it seems like an eternity, but wow, that uh, what a collection of talent. And they made it work. Uh, unlike a lot of uh, players today, they, they managed to find a way to, uh, to put all that talent together. Everybody was selfless. How do you see how I pulled that one out of the air? They're selfless and gave, uh, gave the USA a, a gold medal. So, yeah, that's a, that's a historical fact that uh, you won't see again anytime soon. Has, has, and I'm going to plead my ignorance here, which is quite e- extensive, by the way. Um, is it now, have they reverted back to the college, collegiate players in the Olympics now? No. I haven't. It's still the. And they okay. never will. They never That's will. That's a good idea. That's that, a good idea. That changed the game of basketball, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, it caught the rest of the world up because prior to that game, prior to all the games with the 92 Dream Team, uh, I remember it just being a magical time. Actually, actually, I was in graduate school, and you literally got to the television and just seeing those guys competitively together on the floor, all wearing that USA uniform, made you proud to be an American. You got guys from all backgrounds, all parts of the country, uh, all races, creeds, I mean, you name it. They were out there representing the United States of America. Um, yeah, just a, a magical moment in sports history. And after that, that opened up the rest of the world to basketball at this level. And then not too far in the distant future, you see a huge influx of uh, foreign stars into the NBA. And it's been that way ever since. I mean, the great, uh, arguably the best international player to ever play the game, uh, or certainly one of the two, uh, Akeem Olajuwon, who, who prepped uh, or, or went to college in the United States, the University of Houston, a member of Phi Slamma Jamma. But uh, Dirk Nowitzki, probably mm-hmm. the best uh, foreign guy, not going to college in the States, but, you know, been a Dallas Maverick his whole career. Um, absolutely amazing time but it changed the game. I don't know that we'll ever see that again. You know, I, I think you're right. I, I don't think we'll ever see that assemblage of talent again anytime soon. I, I think the thing that strikes me, you indicated, Terry, you couldn't wait, to, and most Americans probably felt the same way you did, you couldn't wait to sit down in front of the television and see that collection of talent all wearing the USA uniform. And I think the thing that stands out the most is all very proud to wear the USA uniform, and our country was just as flawed back then as it is now. Um, it wasn't a perfect, but the mindset was different. Um, we were uh, proud to represent the United States. Every one of those guys were proud to win the gold medal and proud to win it for their country. Again, a flawed country, not a perfect country, a, not a perfect union, but a country that tries to achieve a perfect union. And... Um, it's amazing how things have kind of gone uh, away from that, that. That bothers me a little bit. But, hey, uh, that's why it's historical fact, and it's something we should all be proud of uh, regarding, you know, disregard race, color, creed, or whatever. 
Uh, those, these were Americans, uh, every one of them, and they represented us very, very well. And, you know, like you said, it changed the game. And for that, it should be remembered, and maybe that's why history is so important, is we can learn from the past. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, FS is a deadlift shrimp fan. Deadlift shrimp? You remember deadlift shrimp? Did he play for Dallas at some point, or what, what was his team? He, I can't remember. Deadlift. He played for everybody. Yeah, he played for everybody, everybody at some point. My favorite well, I, international guy, the, the best name to say, Uwe Blob. Uwe, Uwe Blob, Blob yes. Indiana, yeah, he was one of the he's one of Kramer's Indiana guys. Uh, well, a lot of Uwe Blobs in the state of Indiana. Is it my favorite? Of course, is Nene. Uh, who who is Nene with now? Do we do we know? Is he a free agent? Is he is he willing to? Uh, um, I mean, I don't know if that's his if he's what his how old he is or anything. I think he's a center. But isn't isn't Nene still floating around the NBA somewhere? Or is he is he probably in with... who knows? Hey, Maybe probably the what... Lakers. <laughs> Everybody else seems to go on the Lakers these days. Can you imagine uh, that starting gonna... lineup? You got you got uh, who is it? Uh, Lonzo, LeBron, and it doesn't LeBron. matter who else. Deadlift really shrimp. You bring in deadlift back off the bench. Uh, I know he's about sixty now, but who cares? Uh, you bring in uh, Russell Westbrook and starting at center, double zero, Nene. How about that? LeVar Ball? I like LeVar uh, Ball. I'd pay to see LeVar Ball not play. Uh, the, the JBA, by the way, just in case you guys didn't know, I think they have lower ratings than the WNBA. <laughs> and uh, LeVar's like, hey, it's not a problem, not a problem. We expected this. And so literally they thought that they uh, he was trying to pump the crowd up last week at one of the games trying to start a wave and thought that it was successful. And actually it turned out there were like two guys going to the bathroom. So that, that was the wave because there were four people in the entire arena. And oh, then when you have four is, people, yeah, yeah, when you have an arena with, yeah. Yeah, with 10,000 people and there are like five guys in there, makes it look a little bit worse than, uh, than normal. Okay, so let's, let's stay offended for a second. I'm going to give you a scenario. And our friends in Ohio, Jamie, have been through a lot recently, right? I mean, number one, you got the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you got Hard Knocks that started last night. Uh, I did. I saw a little bit of it, uh, some of the replays. But apparently, Jarvis Landry, uh, LSU product, gave a very, very impassioned speech to the uh, to the Cleveland Browns and some of their receivers about, you know, basically, hey, you got to play harder. You got to go through things. So, kudos to Jarvis Landry. Uh, I'm anxious to see that. Matter of fact, I want, kind of want to go see that. Uh, I want to, if I get a chance, I'm going to watch uh, the first segment of, of Hard Knocks Dot with the Cleveland Browns. You know, we'll see. Uh, but they've had issues with Urban Meyer with the Ohio State Ezekiel Elliott last year suspended Ohio State product. And there's been some issues. To chalk to to top it up, all right, we're going to go to the perpetual state of being offended. So there was a bar in Cincinnati, Mark Kramer's uh, chosen hometown. And uh, this bar had a sign. You know, you know how you go to restaurants or bars, and they'll have like a, a blackboard or a whiteboard now for most. And it'll, be, it'll have a logo of something on it. You can write like drink specials or food specials or whatever up there. Everybody has these things, right? Well, there was a board up there in this bar. And it was uh, it was it had the logo of Rheingeist 
which is a, uh, I guess, a Cincinnati-based microbrewery. It's the vendor of the bar. I guess they sell, like, the Rheingeist beer or whatever there, microbrewery. Anyway, it's a Rheingeist sign in this bar. And on the sign, it said very bluntly, um, <laughs> if you're looking for a safe, safe space, this ain't it, cupcake. <laughs> Obviously, making light, making fun, trying to make people smile. If you're looking for a safe space, this bar ain't it, cupcakes. Sort of Uh-oh. a funny thing. Okay, whatever. Oh, don't you know someone is offended? And so somebody put it on social media, a young lady by the name of Leah Knox. And it was uh, roundly criticized. And the other day, Rheingeist Beer, who is the sponsor of said sign, said it would no longer be serving their alcoholic beverages at Brawny's, which is the, the bar, over the ignorant, disrespectful, close quote, message. And here was a statement that the butthurt Rheingeist people said. It rang, guys. I'm going to do my best Thurston Howell here. It rang, guys. We're committed to our people and our community. Today, we were made aware of an offensive message written on a Rheingeist branded chalkboard at Brawny's Alumni Grill in Athens, Ohio. The content of the message was ignorant, disrespectful, and wholly inconsistent with our values as a company. As a result, we have ended our relationship with this establishment and will not do business with them in the future. Uh, by the way, they wrote this on Facebook. Uh, we look forward to continuing to champion inclusion, respect, love, and equality. Thank you, and have a great weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They make a joke about a safe space in the Ryan guys. Uh, you got to be kidding me. We uh, are we to that point now in our society. Why do people continue to cave to this foolishness? I mean, listen, you know what? You don't like it? Don't buy the beer. Don't go in the bar. It's a free country that, at least right now, it is. Until you know this this group think of everybody's got to you know it. The hell with it. I mean, listen, grow a set, Ryan Ryan Geist, and just tell these people if you know. We didn't necessarily put this out there, but somebody wrote on it. We can't help it. And somebody writes yeah, it was this one of their the, workers. The, the bar owner apologized. Like, I'm really, I'm really sorry this happened and offended you. Please come back and buy our beer and food. And I'm trying to find out who did this. And when I find out, we're going to take measures. We're going to okay. get them. Okay, Terry, <laughs> do, you, do you remember a while back there was a, uh, a craze going on in bars called midget tossing? or midget, whatever, and they would take small people, such as myself, and throw them up against a wall, you know, like a dartboard. It was midget tossing or tossing midgets. Am I spot not supposed yeah. to go to a bar again because of that? Or well, you, might get, uh, you might get paid. I heard they pay or, over $300 for that. Or should I be offended when I go to a park where it says you must be this tall to ride the rides? Should I be offended that everything is you must, you know, there are certain should I be offended that the military won't take me because of my height or some things there? Uh, I am, by the way God made me, vertically challenged. Is it vertical or horizontal? I'm so damn mad I can't think. It's Ver- vertical. vertical. Hold that, Matt. Okay. Simmer through the break here. Okay. We'll come back to that. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, rolling segment. Sponsored by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, tremendous attorney in Monroe. 
318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back in a minute. Hey, welcome back in. The Edge, Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox coming at you. Eighth day of August 2018. Thank you again for spending a little part of your morning with us. Jamie, should I try to sign you up for, for professional dwarf tossing? Do you think you would turn pro or just say amateur at that? Well, at this, at my age right now and my, my current physical condition, I probably need to stay at the amateur level. Uh, but, I mean, I'm looking to any, anything to make a buck nowadays, so I'm, I'm willing to, uh, if anybody wants to, uh, uh, I need to lose a few pounds. I don't recommend anybody trying to toss me right now uh, at this uh, at this juncture. But uh, hey, you know, let me get give me a few months. Let me get back in fighting shape, and uh, maybe the shenanigans or someplace like that would want to be uh, start that up again. And hey, I'm game. Uh, it's uh, it'll be fall, be uh, more of an athletic season, so to speak, and um, I'll be ready to. Uh, to help anyone out, uh, including you, Terry, who I think pr- pretty much you verbally toss me around every day. So uh, this is okay with me. Uh, why not? Uh, it's it's we, we can get the Velcro, stick you up there, put the it's, sign it's up a, of, uh, hey, no cupcakes indeed. around here and offend people. No. You, let me tell you something. You cannot be a cupcake or a snowflake and get tossed up against a Velcroed wall. Trust me. you gotta you got to toughen up a little bit. Uh, but anyway, uh, sure. I mean, you and I are both looking for – Inventive ways to make money, this would be certainly one of them. And I think at this point it's still legal in all 50 states. So, hey, let's uh, let's get it on. Well, speaking of legal, uh, I got some odds for you here. And, you know, Vegas, my dad told me that years ago. You know, Vegas didn't build all these big casinos with people that win money. <laughs> they they right. build it on the backs of those that, uh, that lose the bets with a casino. And, uh, you know, the old man was right. At any rate, uh, lots of odds coming out now as we, we get very close to college football. You know, a month from now, we'll be already a weekend. I mean, it, it'll be awesome. Uh, the odds of, of coaches being fired uh, continue to trickle out. Leading the pack. Number one, folks, uh, over the likes of Kansas and Texas State and New Mexico and Charlotte. Uh, our own Ed Orgeron and LSU with 7-1 to one odds uh, being the first coach to be fired this year. David Beatty at Kansas, second at 9-1. to one. Brad Lambert at Charlotte, 14-1. to one. Bob Davey at New Mexico at 14-1, to one, as Everett Weather, Withers, excuse me, at Texas State, also 14-1. to one. I don't know, does, does, does Urban Meyer go up under that deal now, perhaps? What happens uh, is, th- oh, go ahead. Well, here's what happens. Ed gets fired at LSU and goes up to Ohio State after Urban gets fired at Ohio State and comes to LSU. Maybe that's what's I think happen. LSU people would sign off on that today, and they would probably help him move. Uh, you know what? I, I still think the – I really like, I, I, all kidding aside, I, I really like the staff he's assembled. You can say what you want about him, but he was smart enough to know that he needed a, a veteran's presence at wide receiver, so he brought in Jerry Sullivan to help Mickey Joseph take one side of that, and he takes the other. You bring in Bill Bush from Rutgers, who LSU's already in on a kid from 
you know, up, upstate New York, and you say, well, why are they going after Well, because Alabama's going after him and other schools as well. So you're bringing in uh, some really veteran coaches. You have some, you know, you already got uh, Aranda and some good defensive coaches. So, and really, Terry, say what you want, but he surrounded himself with, with which I think are, are good people. Now, how, you know, and they're generally regarded, even Insminger, uh, you know, is, is considered, uh, he he obviously isn't chopped liver. He's been an OC at A&M in Georgia. And, and the SEC has been on the Auburn staff. So, he's you know, if he gets fired today, he's got another SEC job waiting on him, probably somewhere. So is that the mark of it? I mean, what's really, uh, at, at this point, Les Miles was successful. He can't even get a sniff. So you know, some of this, I think, a lot of it, I think, it's who you surround yourself with. Um, obviously, if you want to look at the Ohio State situation, uh, I don't think that wide receivers forget the guys, you know, if he was having domestic issues with his wife. Uh, you know, Ohio State put out some good receivers, have, you know, in the draft and so forth. So I, I think a lot of it, way too much is placed upon who the head coach is. I think a lot of it has to do with you. And most head coaches will tell you that. I mean, um, it's who you surround yourself with. And that's why I think Ed Orgeron may not last five years, but I think he's got a chance to last a couple more at least. And is this mindset, and I understand why you feel the way you do and a lot of people do. You look upon, you look at the Ole Miss record, track record, and you go, this guy's an abysmal failure. Why would anybody want to hire him? But given an opportunity at USC, not LSU, other places like USC, in an interim roles, he was successful. At LSU in an interim role, he was successful. Uh, last year with a few hiccups, still a winning record. Remains to be seen. I think they have too many personnel losses to cover this year, and I don't think they're going to win more than seven games. But I don't think it's all about uh, the more I, I, the older I get, the more I realize it's who you surround yourself with. Now, is that, an, is that a fair statement, Terry? And is it fair to say that, you know, is David Beatty obviously was a good coach at A&M or he wouldn't have gotten the job at Kansas. You tell me as a former head coach if my if what I'm saying is just complete malarkey or is there some fact to it? All I know is that Kansas football, with the exception of like a couple years, has never been successful, Jamie. All right, that's what I do know. And I, you can trot coaches in, you can trot them out. There are programs in America at the collegiate level, the professional level, the high school level that are designed to win. They're designed for success. Now, when you marry a very, very good coach that knows what he's doing, that's organized and fits right to a situation that is ripe for success, you have a very, very stable and good program. When you take a very bad program historically, and there are reasons these programs are bad. It's not like, you know, you've had bad coaches for 40 years. The programs are bad. It's systemic bad programs. Uh, just They don't do very well. You can go get the greatest coach in the world and put them in there, and if the, the, the issues are still the same, then it's not going to matter. All right? Everybody wants the quick fix these days. We want to hire this guy, but... 
He's got a magical formula. They got a, you know, it's like the water boy. We got the magic playbook. You know, the old Coach Klein Green notebook. It, it doesn't work like that. You take other programs that are, yeah, they're okay. You put the right coach in there, they do really well. You put the wrong coach, they're terrible. And I think Kansas football, by no means, if I if I had to tell you, uh, hundred was one hundred thirty five FBS jobs in America. Does that sound about right, Jamie? That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, rank Kansas. Uh, are they in the top half? No. Are they in the top hundred? Uh, you know, uh, do you think Louisiana Tech is a better football job than Kansas? I do. You can win at right Louisiana now it Tech. Is, yeah. Yeah. No, it always has been. You can win at Louisiana Tech, and they've done that. Kansas, nobody has won there, but yet they're going to pay people a lot of money. They're going to take the job, and when you're young or you need a job, you're always the guy that's going to go, you know what, I'm the guy that can turn this around. I'll get it for a couple years, and I'll bounce out of there. The problem is nobody bounces out of there. Look at the college football and basketball jobs across the country. Uh, and, again, nobody's a low-major coach. I'm the only guy that's ever been a low-major coach that will admit it uh, in Division One. But look at the people that bounce, all right? Look at the – pro. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll use Louisiana Tech. That's the one that everybody wants to talk. I don't mind saying that. Mike White went to Florida from Louisiana Tech. All due respect to Louisiana Tech, Florida's a better basketball job. And that's no disrespect to Tech. Uh, you know – even going back to Dooley and all these guys coming in, they've had big-time coaches in there. And they've bounced a lot of times, going back to the great, late, great Tommy Joe Eagles. They've bounced to Auburn out of there. And so you have Johnson's springboard job. Southern Mississippi for years was a springboard job. Uh, Western Kentucky has been a springboard job. What of all those people at Marshall University has been a springboard job? What do they all have in common? Uh, the communities are very hungry to win. They support it financially. It's won for a long period of time, by and large. There have been years when they didn't. Uh, or sometimes you just get the wrong coach in the program, and they don't win. But by and large, they've won. And that is a common threat. If you look at other programs that have historically lost year after year after year after year, well, they fire the coaches every three to four to five years. They get new coaches in. Everybody gets fired up about it. And they continue. They might have a little spike here or there. But the programs are not designed to win, Jamie. They're just not. And, you know, my old uh, Division One coach used to tell me, like, Jerry, we, you know, we play 30 games, 32 games. Your record will tell you how good you are. I mean, it'll tell you how good your team is at the end of the year. If you're 2-28, and 28, you have a terrible basketball team. That's just the truth. And, and nobody wants to deal with the reality because it's a lot easier, to be honest with you, to fire a coach than to fix systemic problems uh, within that organization, within the athletic department, within the culture of the university. And you could paint a brick all you want to. You can put the lipstick on the pig all you want to, but there's a bunch of programs throughout America, and you just go look at the records year after year. Do you just think they had really bad luck? And until stuff changes, uh, as we go to break, I'll give you this one time to Google it. You're familiar with this program. The University of Memphis football program was an abject disaster for a number of years. It has been turned around in the last decade because of the commitment people made to it, the financial resources put into it, getting the right people and getting out of their way. And so can it be done? Yes. 
Is it normal? No, not at all. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. This segment's brought to you by our friends at Spondaville. Prepare for the special people in your life. 318-807-1060. Spondaville in Monroe. Back in a minute. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. i got to leave you with this with Jamie. We get ready to close the show down today. Uh, our last segment. You know, there's some things that just, you know, they're sort of predictable. You know, you remember when Tom Brady was suspended for the four games and, you know, you come back and, and he misses four at 25% of the season and he's like really fresh They and they go and win the Super Bowl. Sort of, I don't think people, a lot of people see that coming. Well, I want to tell you another one. Uh, Antonio Callaway, University of Florida, former uh, Florida receiver, had a lot of problems down in Florida. Boy, they say that a lot these days. At, at any rate, uh, the Cleveland Browns, your hard knocks Cleveland Browns, took a chance on the troubled but extraordinarily talented wide receiver from Florida. And it said uh, when they drafted him that uh, Josh Gordon, who has missed 43 out of 47 games the last couple of years with substance issues, uh, among other things, would be taking on a mentoring role uh, with young Mr. Callaway. Hmm. And, again, the, 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 the Browns gambled on him, Jamie. He's a very talented kid. Um, the, <laughs> it's very ironic that, like I said, that, that Antonio Callaway and Josh Gordon end up on the same team. Josh Gordon will get the opportunity to play big brother, and I think Josh is going to do a great job with that. Well, um here we go. And Tim Montgomery, who's an Olympic uh, sprinter, had trained both of them. That was Tim's thought about the mentoring process. And uh, uh, the mentoring process, unfortunately, has uh, taken a predictable role. As uh, Antonio Callaway was arrested Sunday morning uh, with drug charges. So mm-hmm. that mentoring process, uh, unfortunately, uh, seems to be working now with, uh, with Antonio Callaway and by the way, Josh Gordon, again, inactive uh, for the Browns. At some point, do you eventually just cut bait? I mean, eventually? Well, I mean, 43 out of 47 games he's not played in. Uh, not the Cleveland Browns. Well, you're Hugh Jackson. We talked uh, earlier, Terry, uh, about uh, you're on the verge of losing your job. Okay, you're Hugh Jackson. You're desperate to win. Uh, you take chances with some real questionable characters because you, I mean, honestly, I think if they found could find a way to get Pac-Man Jones and Des Bryant onto that roster, Des Bryant's not going to go. Uh, he's already said he's not going to. But if you're Hugh Jackson, and I don't know how much pro coaches or he's making a year, but let's just say it's probably north of several million. And you got... You're you're desperate to win. You have to bring in. You have. You, where do you, where do you first? Let me put this the right way, if I can. You tend to look the other way. If a guy can, can help you win, you you do. Forget his character. And anybody that says, do you think Cleveland Browns fans are not going? I've, I've said, oh. Antonio Callaway got busted for for pot. Cancel my season tickets. I'm not going. No. No. Uh, if if particularly if the Browns can win six games this year, 
Um, Hugh Jackson gets busted for DUI right now. Cancel my season tickets. I'm not going to put up with that. No. They sign Pac-Man Jones. He gets three INTs the first game. All sins are forgiven. That's where we are. Now, you know, and I can't honestly say, I can't sit here and live in a glass house and say if I've got several million dollars on the line, my first import would be just like any other coach is, but I can change him. Like maybe the situation at Ohio State with Courtney Smith and Zach Smith. Maybe she stayed in it because she thought he would change. I don't know. Or let's just say that maybe all of that isn't true. Who knows? Or maybe a portion of it's true. doesn't make any difference. These people are desperate to hold on to their jobs. And you know what? If I've got several million on the line, let's just be honest. It's just why, it's why if I can find something on my political opponent that will help me win an election, you better believe I'm going to at least look into it. These people that, that are high and mighty and, and just say, you know what, they live in a glass house, you don't throw stones, ladies and gentlemen. You know, karma has a way of catching up with you. That's true. But who cares if I've got $16 million on the line right now and I can coach for another five. You know, that's why Clay Hell obviously he sees something in this kid that he hired that slugged the referee, something he thinks, A, he can change, or B, he can't play against him. Because if he lets him go to oh. Washington, which, you know, somebody else may sign him, you know, who knows? Uh, you tell me, Terry. I mean, am, am I completely out of left field on this, or am I at least in the ballpark? I think everybody is accountable for the decisions. Uh, you know, Sean had a good point. They said uh, the, the right coach can change the culture of a place. Saban jump-started at LSU, although the resources are always there better. Uh, Dooley is an example at Tech. He got the... Uh, the respect of the president, the relationship with the president changed everything. He took the job side of the scene when he got there. He said it would work, and he has set in motion everything that has recently happened at Louisiana Tech. Uh, I think he's right. The right person at the right time, and either the situation changes or you're able to change the situation, absolutely. Uh, no question about it. I mean, LSU folks, LSU without Nick Saban when he went there, uh, LSU would be Arkansas probably now, more likely. I mean, that would right. be okay. They'd be okay. But, again, Saban comes in. He gets Mark Emmerich. Uh, they become boys, and they do everything. And look what happened. How about uh, the guy who used to be the president of UTA when they hire Saban? He goes to Alabama, and I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm I remember picture his yeah. face. Uh, Witt, Robert Witt. Robert Witt. And they, they hired Saban. Uh, the late Mal Moore recruited Terry Saban. They didn't recruit Nick Saban. They recruited Terry Saban because she hated Miami. Brilliant move on Mal Moore's Brilliant move on Mal Moore's part, and it's changed the game of college football. So the point being, you know, if your house is on fire, the very first thing you have to recognize is, my house is on fire. And either you want to change it or let it burn down or keep burning, but that's where you are. Uh, a lot of people, uh, they're not willing to put the extra financial involvement, dedication into to your programming. They can't put it in. They don't have it. Uh, it's allocated somewhere else. There's different variables for every school in America. Uh, and, and every school is so different. 
some are predicated. You got people protesting the firing of Urban. You got people at Baylor protesting Art Riles getting fired, uh, and like board of director members, regents members. And so you got them in Texas lining up to get rid of Charlie Strong and Mac Brown. And so powerful people impact powerful decisions, and that's just the way it is. Um, Ter- Terry, yeah, go ahead. Uh, real, real quick before we leave question to think about and ponder the rest of the day if you don't could nick saban let's say mark emmert leaves the ncaa as president for i mean just as a hypothetical okay he leaves his job as president of the ncaa takes the job as president of the university of kansas hires nick saban number question number one is would he take the job number two how long would it take him to turn it around those two questions to ponder the rest of the day. He turned Alabama around very quickly, year, year and a half, two years, boom. There Number one, Bill Self jumps off the highest floor in the dorm room in Kansas if that happens. Uh, number two, I mean, it's, it's, you can turn it around. There's money enough there to do it. The Big 12 is bad enough. I think somebody like a Saban could. But then again, the question is, is why? It's like leaving the New England Patriots to take the Cleveland Browns. Why? I mean, is there a point to that? You know, I leave, uh, you know, is the head coach for the Golden State Warriors, and I go coach uh, the the North Vietnamese all-star team. It's why. There, there's no point to it. Uh, you know, you could eat at a really nice restaurant every day, or you could go and eat out of the garbage pail. And there are going to be lots of people to eat out of the garbage pail because you're still eating. But, no, there's just, yeah, that's not, it's not going to happen. Because it's never happened before. Well, and remember so this. the rich get richer, the poor gets poor. Remember this too. Bill Pelage Bill Belichick got fired at one point too, so Thank God you know. for unanswered prayers. I heard yep. somebody talk about that the other day. Please don't let me get fired at Cleveland. Best thing that ever happened to him. I had a conversation with a buddy of mine a while back. Then getting fired was the best thing that ever happened to them. So at least we're gonna fire ourselves at least for twenty four hours. Appreciate everybody listening today. Make sure you stay tuned this afternoon. Sean Fox, the sports company, that's always entertaining. And uh, Sean goes probably a lot deeper in some of the areas. He he delves deeper sometimes than we do, especially with the names and, and the factual stuff. We just make stuff up as we go. And, and what we happen to know is the get-off-your-lawn crowd. we got to get Kramer back in it. But uh, appreciate everybody listening today. Uh, our sponsors, our friends at Vantage, Spinavelle, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, GB Cooley, reminding you to support a worthwhile cause with the Special Olympics, the Washington Valley Federal Credit Union, and our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Federal Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere, folks, in the free world. Go see them on US 165 North. North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Federal Animal Hospital. For John Tabor, for Jamie Foxx, I'm Terry Walter. Aloha, folks. Have a great day. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.